Consider Selling Your Company, Part B. Welcome to this podcast. Today, we'll be focusing on the second part on considering selling your company. In the first podcast, we determined that there are several factors to consider in order to maximize your sale. If you haven't read or listened to it, I encourage you to start there. In summary, the first five lessons discussed are 1. Understand your organization's potential. 2. Prioritize what you want to get out of the sale. 3. Understand the tax ramifications. 4. Consider charities. and 5. Hire professionals. In this second part, we will look at an additional six key lessons to consider when selling your company. Lesson number six, synergies. As I mentioned in the first podcast of this blog series, hiring professionals increased our opportunities and opened us to the idea of synergies. It was shocking how many synergies we were able to identify and were highly valuable in helping us achieve a higher sales price than we initially thought. The synergies 100% belong to the buyer, but if you're smart enough, you can get paid for a piece of their synergies as well. As a buyer, you want to keep all the possible synergies that can come from an acquisition as quiet as possible so you can benefit 100% from them. As a seller, you will never get paid for 100% of the synergies, as one of the main incentives for the buyer is the additional value because of synergies. However, you want to be smart enough to know the synergies, value them, and capture them in your offering memorandum. We wanted to show the buyer we were prudent and knew the synergies and the benefits to the buyer. Synergies come in different areas that could include savings on expenses, an increased revenue stream, improved operating performance, and more. Most companies will typically sell on a multiple of earnings. The goal is to sell on a multiple of earnings at the highest multiple possible. Ideally, you don't want to sell on a multiple of trailing earnings, but on forecasted earnings if possible. Your package and marketing materials need to create as much excitement as possible. Knowing those synergies and confidently showing future revenues allowed us to sell the company for double what I thought it was worth. My revenue of the sale broke down to 25% from improved forecasting, 45% from identifying all the synergies, and 40% from achieving a high multiple of earnings. Lesson number seven, spend time in the buyer's shoes. This is a period you want to spend a lot of time in the buyer's shoes. The better you can figure out the buyer, what makes them tick or what motivates them, the better it will be for you in the long run. Buyers generally know the benefits of acquiring your company and the positive impact the acquisition will have on the combined business. This could include identifying customers or having knowledge or insight into the industry. Try and identify these potential areas and the different ways the buyer will influence your business in a positive way. Think through all the ways your business is going to grow the buyer's business as well. This added effort showed the buyer we had thought through all the details and as a result, we illustrated why we were a good business to acquire. It also communicated our value and therefore encouraged them to make their best offer. Your goal is to try to remain ahead of everyone else. If you can, seek to know more than the buyer, and your efforts will be rewarded. Lesson number eight, earnouts. One of the things that we did to help get our price as high as possible was we structured the sale to include an earnout. An earnout 
is a contingent payment the buyer only receives when specific performance targets are met. It is usually much easier on a buyer for several reasons. As the seller, it demonstrates you believe the numbers you're forecasting, and you believe they are attainable. As the buyer, it also feels like a win because they only pay if you meet preset targets. Additionally, it gets them more excited about your company because they want to acquire an organization that has real growth. When I sold my business, we included a three-year earnout into the structure of the deal, which included a payout every year if certain benchmarks were attained. This was a great strategy for us. We ended up getting paid 72% of the earnout, which was above even my expectations. The earnout made it a home run for all of us. Don't be afraid of earnouts, especially if you believe you can deliver on your forecasts. By layering in the earnout, we were able to stretch the price, and they were practically speaking paying based on performance. Lesson number nine consider how you exit. Deciding whether you stay and work in the company or exiting after the sale requires time and thoughtful strategy. If you're planning to exit, it's best to commit to being there for a period of time to assist with the transition. If you plan to stay at the company and have certain roles and responsibilities, begin to move towards those areas even before the sale is completed. Either way, plan it out as early as possible so you can frame it well within the marketing package. Remember to consider your team as part of the profit sharing. I've always had a win-win philosophy, so I wanted everyone in the company to share in the sale proceeds. When I sold my company, I decided to share the sale proceeds and worked on a formula. At the time, we had 70 employees, and I met with each one. It was an amazing blessing to share the proceeds with the team who helped build the company. I heard stories from team members who were able to put their children through college or put a down payment on a home. It was incredible to know my company's success was their success too. Lesson number 10. Factor in stock price. Make sure you know how much impact the acquisition will have on the value and or stock price of the buyer's company. We predicted that when the buyer announced the acquisition, their stock would go up from $12 to $18 per share. On closing, it went from $12 to $18.50 in 24 hours. The acquisition will most likely add value to the buyer. Knowing the increase in value to the company will go a long way in your negotiations. Understanding what their value is, bringing your bottom line into their bottom line, knowing what their multiple is compared to yours, and the value add you are bringing helps you further understand the opportunity, the buyer's motivation, and how far you can push on price. Lesson number 11. Cash versus stock. There are pluses and minuses to a cash deal, and you should sit down with a professional and discuss your options before selling your company. Personally, I knew I did not want to take stock in another company. I've worked for myself since I was 17 years old and did not want to be at the mercy of somebody else's stock price. My preference was cash. My partners, on the other hand, wanted stock as they believed in what we put in our marketing package and thought the buyer's stock would go up dramatically. They were right. Even though I thought the stock price was going up, I was happy with the price we negotiated. I did not want to be at risk with a company I was no longer in control of. 90 days after our sale, the commercial mortgage securitization business tanked and severely impacted the buyer's business. 
as a result of this severe drop. We watched their stock price drop from $18 per share down to just $6 per share. Even though I had no idea the market was going to change so drastically, it highlighted the reason I did not want to take stock. Consider these few action points from today's podcast. If you are in business and plan to sell your company, even if it's in the distant future, begin to have these conversations today. There are three groups of people who would be beneficial to talk to. A. Anyone who has sold a company, no matter what industry they are in. If you know anyone who has sold their business, talk with them and learn from their experience. Find as many people as you can. Source them from friends, relatives, and colleagues. Multiple conversations are useful. B. Someone who has sold within your industry. Try to find someone within your industry who sold their company. Seek to understand their process, professionals they used, and lessons learned. Gather as much information as you can from people who have sold their companies. C. Professionals. Identify the experts within your industry who are routinely involved in selling companies. Find out what would make you more attractive to a buyer. Share with them where you currently are as an organization and where you are headed. Define what changes and adjustments you need to make now for the future. Identify the professionals you would hire if the opportunity presented itself. Continuously work on improving your organization. Fortunately, I chose an industry and built a company that was ideal to sell. But there were also policies and systems I had put in place that benefited us and made us attractive to a buyer. Had I thought of selling years before, I would have made decisions with this filter in mind. If you are thinking about selling your organization, begin to run it through this filter and make choices that will best position you for a sale when you are ready. When you come to the moment, know what you're selling. Articulate clearly what makes you unique and clearly explain what the opportunity is for the buyer. Thanks for listening. One of our core values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends, men or women, who might benefit from this blog. You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post using the various sharing links or by sharing the podcast by clicking the share link on the top left corner of the audio link. As you begin to follow my blog and pursue opportunity for growth, it is helpful to do an assessment on various topics of life. If you haven't already, I encourage you to click on the link and take the Current Life Conditions Assessment. I believe it would be helpful to take this assessment annually and revisit how you are growing in life.